Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back one more time to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. And for all of you who love the science-based episodes, I've got one for you today. I posted over in our free Primal Potential Facebook group recently and said, all right, my science lovers, what do you want to hear about? And so many of the answers were about the nuances, all the little different strategies for energy, for hormones, for body composition. And what I noticed in the responses is that there is a general sense of overwhelm and a general sense of frustration when it comes to the science behind health. Should I do this? Should I do that? Which approach is right for me? How do I know if this is what I should be doing? It all seems so complicated. Why is it so much? And somebody commented very specifically and said um, that they spent a few months back in 2018 focusing on hormones and detoxing and cleansing and digestive health. And she said, you know, it was good and it felt great, but it took so much time and so much thought and so many resources. And I wanted to simplify a little bit. And I want to talk a little specifically about the thyroid because many of the questions were about energy, were about body composition or fat loss. Tons of the questions were about hormones and menopause. And the thyroid touches all of that. The thyroid touches energy, brain fog, metabolism, fat burning, mental clarity, and so many different things in between. And the fact is, We could say that about insulin, we could say that about cortisol, but the thyroid is unique in its complexity. And the cool thing, you know, we talk a lot about insulin and we talk a lot about cortisol. So we talk a lot about blood sugar and we talk a lot about stress, right? We talk less about the thyroid because it is a little bit more complex. The reason I wanted to dive into it today is to make the case not for the first time, but make the case again that, guys, the strategies for optimizing our hormones really don't change very much. And they overlap with the same strategies we talk about for fat loss. And they overlap with the same strategies we talk about for energy and the same strategies that we talk about for longevity. So while There's big business for getting into the weeds and talking about the little granular details and trying to have a a distinct approach that's somehow different from the approach beforehand. But what I really believe is there are a few key tenets that not only promote health, but also promote hormone balance and also promote optimal body composition, whatever that means for you personally. And we can eliminate the overwhelm and calm the hell down when we just start to create habits 
routines out of these principles that apply whether we want to burn fat or we want to have more energy or we want to live longer or feel better, you name it. We don't need to overcomplicate it. And when we talk about hormones, a lot of people feel like they're a victim of their hormones. Like my hormones are out of whack. Therefore, I'm overweight. Therefore, I'm tired. Therefore, I'm stressed out all the time. Therefore, I'm anxious. Bottom line is we have a tremendous amount of control over our hormones, just like we have a tremendous amount of control over our body composition, over our energy levels. Hormones are not fixed and uninfluenceable, if that's even a word. It is now. We can change our hormone balance with these simple strategies that cross over into the strategies for energy and body comp and all of those kinds of things. This is within our control. The number one biggest influencer of our hormones is food. And rivaling that number one is stress and sleep. We are not just left to deal with whatever hormonal imbalances that we have. We have a tremendous amount of control over this. Our hormones are responding to our environment every day, every minute of every day. Our hormones are responding to our environment. They are responding and changing based on what we eat, based on how stressed we are, based on if we are working out or not. They are responsive. They are not fixed. So I want to talk a little bit about the thyroid only because we don't talk about it as often as we talk about cortisol and stress hormones. We don't talk about it as often as we talk about insulin and blood sugar balance. And we'll get to those strategies that also apply if we're talking about menopause, if we're talking about stress management, if we're talking about energy or anything like that. So let's start at the very highest level. Your thyroid is a gland that secretes hormones not just one hormone, right? It's not thyroid, thyroid hormone, the end of the story. Your thyroid is a gland that secretes multiple hormones. And I like to think about it as your body's metabolic thermostat, okay? So this is not just metabolism high, metabolism low, fat burning on, fat burning off, but it's also things like energy, right? Because energy is in large part influenced by our metabolism. Are we high energy? Are we creating energy? Are we using energy? The thyroid is kind of regulating all of that. And our thyroid gland influences every single cell in the body. When your thyroid is functioning well, you feel energetic and vibrant and optimistic. And when it's not functioning well, you can feel tired and sluggish and depressed and have brain fog and weight gain and bloating. And also, at the very basic level, trouble regulating your actual body temperature. So you feel cold more often or you feel warm more often. All of these things tie back to the thyroid. And so many people get in a tizzy of like, well, how do I know if my thyroid is functioning optimally or if it's not? While you can at any point in time, you know, get a series of, of metabolic tests and hormonal tests. Um, the Dutch test is a, is a great one for hormones. The fact is, 
it's always changing, you know? So when we go and we get a test, we're looking at one point in time. But let's say that I go through some hormone testing uh, right after a vacation and I've had a lot of sugar and I haven't gotten a lot of sleep and maybe I've been more stressed and more crazy or I just had surgery or I'm dealing with injury, I'm going to get a very different picture than after even just a week of taking great care of my body and getting enough sleep and eating really well. So keep that in mind. Too many people fixate on the assessment What is my thyroid health at this moment in time where I look personally to just implement these strategies consistently that we'll talk about today for supporting my thyroid, which is also supporting all my other hormones and so many different aspects of health. Let's look to the things that we can do and develop as habits that support our hormones instead of freaking out about a moment in time that is assessing where we are in that moment. Everybody on the same page there? Okay. So our thyroid is a gland that secretes hormones. And there is more than one thyroid hormone. There are several and they all have different roles. They are produced and released, like which hormones, which thyroid hormones you're producing and releasing at any point in time depends on signals that your thyroid is getting from your brain. Your brain is getting those signals from what you eat, from what you breathe, from your thoughts, right? If you are worried, 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 high stressed, your brain sends different signals to your thyroid than if you are feeling in control and feeling capable and focused on solutions instead of problems. So your thyroid functions based on directions from your brain, and those directions from your brain come from things that you do, what you eat, what you drink, how much you eat, how you think, the bacteria in and on your body. Those are the things that are determining how your thyroid functions. The thyroid, more than, gosh, most of the glands in the body is very, very sensitive to external inputs, okay? So your thyroid is very sensitive to diet and to stress and to toxins. I see this as a great thing. Most of you know at least if you've been listening for a while, that I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So I have um, an autoimmune thyroid condition. And when I found out, I was like, I'm actually almost kind of pumped that it's a thyroid issue because I know the large degree to which my thyroid functions based on external inputs. And so I've been able to make dramatic improvements in my thyroid by changing these external inputs diet and stress and toxic exposure and that sort of stuff. What I'm getting at here, if you haven't picked up on it already, is that suboptimal diet and lifestyle choices screw your thyroid, right? Overeating, eating too much sugar, eating too much processed foods, having food that contains toxins or drinking out of plastics so that you're consuming those toxins, stress, all of those things totally mess up your thyroid And also, as we minimize those things, as we eat better, as we minimize sugar, as we limit toxins and limit processed foods and practice stress management, we 
do wonders for our thyroid. That is good news. Fueling your body properly, sleeping well, practicing stress management techniques will help your thyroid do its job. It'll increase your energy. It will improve your metabolism. It will support your body composition. It will remove your brain fog. This is an opportunity, right? None of it is hopeless. Stop blaming your thyroid or I think it's because I have a thyroid problem. The fact is for all of us, whether we have a diagnosed thyroid challenge or not, our thyroid is very, very sensitive to how we live, how we live, right? I have Hashimoto's and that doesn't mean that I'm destined to be fat and tired. And no matter what your thyroid situation is, you're not destined to be whatever you think that is either. We can change it. Let's take a couple minutes to just talk about some of those different thyroid hormones because it matters. They all work differently. They do different things. And again, your thyroid produces the specific thyroid hormones in the amounts that it does based on signals from your brain. And those signals from your brain are largely coming from the way you live, okay? T3 is the hormone that we typically refer to when we're thinking about our metabolism. T3 is one of the thyroid hormones and it's active, So it is in there doing stuff, regulating what kind of fuel your body is using, how much fuel your body is using. T3 is regulating your temperature. So when I talk about fuel usage, I'm talking about are you burning sugar? Are you burning fat? That stuff is regulated in large part by T3. T3 is directing your thyroid, like let's let's move in the direction of burning this type of fuel versus this type of fuel, okay? How much T3 your body produces is in large part influenced by your lifestyle choices. Are you eating well? Are you overeating? Are you exercising? Are you sedentary? Are you hydrated? Are you stressed? All of those things are factors. T4 is the precursor to T3, okay? It's like in the wings waiting to become T3. T4 is inactive. It's impotent. It can't really do anything. In order for T4 to have any impact on your body, really, it has to be converted to T3. That's when it gets off the sidelines and gets in the game. Until then, it's just kind of waiting. And in fact, the majority of your thyroid hormones Count, account for this T4, this um, inactive version, like 90% of all of the thyroid hormones that you're currently producing is going to fall into this category of inactive, this T4 impotent waiting to get converted to T3 so that it can make a difference, okay? Then there is reverse T3, also inactive. So, so far we have T3, which is active. It's in the game. It's doing stuff. T4 is a precursor to T3, but until it gets converted, it is inactive. And then we have reverse T3, also inactive. You will produce more of this reverse T3, this inactive stuff. It can't really get in the game in its current form if you are stressed, injured, or if you are severely calorie restricting. Your body does this. Remember, the type of hormone your thyroid produces and releases and the amount of it is dependent on your external 
inputs, right? So stress, food, sleep, etc. The reason that your body produces more reverse T3 when you are stressed or you're injured or you're severely restricted, it's your body's way of slowing down your thyroid function, right? If you are injured or you're hurt and, and your body sees chronic stress, even if it's emotional stress as an injury, as a problem, your body responds to that by slowing down your thyroid because it wants to conserve fuel, So if you are agitated all the darn time and everything ruffles your feathers and you go through the day fixating on what went wrong yesterday and irritated about this email and angry about the traffic and the way somebody said something in a meeting and the fact that your spouse didn't do the dishes and all of these things keep piling on, you're likely to produce more of this reverse T3, this inactive thyroid hormone that can't get in the game and do its job because your body senses problems, stress. This is why stress management and self-care are such a big part of thyroid health. When your body senses that something is wrong, your brain says, hey, thyroid, we don't really want a strong, robust metabolism right now because we have a threat we're facing, so let's conserve our fuel resources. For all the people out there who think that fat loss or energy is just a matter of calories in, calories out, you're wrong because your body is responding to multiple external inputs. Food is only one of them, all right? Now, all of these hormones are important. If your body can't slow down your thyroid when it needs to, that's, that's a disease state, right? So we need the reverse T3. We just don't need to be in a chronic state of overproduction of it just because we are stressed, just because we are eating foods to which we are sensitive. And so our body senses that inflammation and responds by impeding our thyroid function. All of these hormones matter. They all need to be produced and in proper ratios And this is not just on your thyroid. What I mean by that is we're not just hoping our thyroid works. We influence that. We really control that by eating well, by sleeping enough, by managing stress. And the same thing can be said of our stress hormones. The same thing can be said of insulin. The same thing can be said of leptin and all the other hormones that influence how we feel in our overall state of health. All right? Your body is designed for survival. So whether you are going in these extremes of restriction followed by overindulgence, or you are chronically stressed, or you are sleep deprived, all of these things will impair your thyroid function and all of these things can heal your thyroid function. The, um, the cortisol relationship, cortisol being one of our stress hormones, is a complex one with the thyroid, right? Because in small doses, cortisol and, th- and your thyroid hormones are, are really going to get along. And what I mean by that is if you have small intermittent doses of stress, that's actually good for your thyroid. So an example of that would be an intense workout, That is a good stress 
lifting heavy weights. That supports your thyroid. So it's not that all stress is bad and we want to not exert ourselves. Nope, it is that chronic stress inhibits thyroid function, all right? So I I really want to make sure we understand that because these short-term, very, very short, not prolonged stressors can be very good for the thyroid and for energy and focus and body composition and all of the things that the thyroid influences. So what are some of these big rock strategies that we can do and not get hung up on the point in time assessment of our hormones? What are some of these big rocks that not only will support our thyroid, but will support all of these things that we have in mind, whether it's hunger or it's cravings or it's energy or it's body composition or it's brain fog, anxiety? One of the big things is eating well, okay? And this in and of itself could be an entire podcast, what does it mean to eat well? Fact is, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but let's simplify it. Plenty of vegetables, okay? Lots of vegetables, a variety of vegetables. The vegetables you choose are going to depend on your preferences, of course. Nobody's going to be consistent in eating asparagus if they don't like asparagus. So your preferences come into play, what you enjoy, but also what I refer to as foods you love that love you back. If broccoli gives you gas every time, then broccoli is not one of those foods that you love that loves you back. In fact, it could be something to which you are presently sensitive. That doesn't mean it's something that you will be always sensitive to, but maybe you want to do that infrequently or you want to do it in smaller amounts. The other piece of this is, um, you know, what makes you feel really satisfied. I will say for myself that leafy greens don't tend to satisfy me. And when I say leafy greens, I guess I should specify because I don't mean cabbage. I mean romaine lettuce, spinach, iceberg lettuce, that sort of stuff, arugula. Um, But when we start talking about cabbage or we start talking about cauliflower or Brussels sprouts, those really do. So that's a factor. Every single one of us can focus on having more vegetables, having them with most, if not all, of our meals. And you might be thinking, vegetables for breakfast? If you have not tried my cabbage salad bowl for breakfast, you must. It is on primalpotential.com, but it is essentially um, raw cabbage and Primal Kitchen chipotle lime mayo, bacon and eggs. It is really, 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 really good. You don't have to have vegetables at breakfast every single day. This morning, I put frozen cauliflower rice in my protein shake, right? So having vegetables at most, if not all of our meals, guys, we don't get, we don't need to get hung up on like, should I be supplementing with selenium or should I not? We can keep it so much simpler than that and have an even greater impact because these strategies are much simpler to follow and we don't get all overwhelmed and psych ourselves out. Have vegetables at most, if not all, of your meals. And I would add to that, especially at lunch and dinner, have them take up the majority of your plate. Have vegetables take up the majority of your plate. Make sure that you are getting fat from whole food sources. Fat is not bad. Processed fats are going to have a very different impact on the body than whole food fat sources. So what am I talking about when we talk about fat from whole food sources? That could be avocado. 
It could be coconut. It could be macadamia nuts. It could be fattier proteins like doing chicken thighs instead of chicken breasts or having salmon instead of a leaner white fish. There are so many ways to get fat from whole food sources. Eggs are another really great one. If you are not sensitive to dairy, this can be a good one for you. I'm mildly sensitive to dairy, so I try not to have dairy every single day, but a few times a week, this is a good, healthy form of fat. And everybody's going to be a little bit different. How do I know that I personally am sensitive to dairy? One way that I know is that it gives me reflux. Another way that I know is that my fingers feel a little bit tighter, like I almost have some um, inflammation in my hands when I eat dairy. That might not be your story, but there's lots of different ways to get fat from whole food sources. And then moderate amounts of protein. A lot of people overeat protein. And then there's a lot of vegans and vegetarians out there who undereat protein. But you want to be getting a few ounces of protein a few times a day. And that can come from things like eggs, right? Then you're getting a good healthy fat and a protein. Um, and it can be coming from chicken, fish, beef, you name it. But as we talk about animal products, we also want to talk about one of the other big rocks. And this is not just a big rock for your thyroid. This is a big rock for longevity. It's a big rock for your microbiome. It's a big rock for energy. It's a big rock for insulin, cortisol, and that is minimizing toxins. So one easy way to do this is to Make sure that you're getting organic, grass-fed uh, types of, of produce or, or meat products. And if you're buying meat, that you are looking for um, something that is not treated with antibiotics. The, the other option here, if you're like, well, yeah, that sounds nice, but I can't afford organic, I can't afford free range or grass-fed or any of those things, then... What I would suggest for you is that you trim or pour off the fat before you eat the thing because a lot of the toxins are stored in the fat. So I've done a few budget episodes before with food that you can find over on primalpotential.com. But if you are cooking ground beef, right? And let's say, well, Elizabeth, I can't, I don't have access to, or I can't afford grass-fed ground beef. Um, then what I would say is pour off the fat after you cook that ground beef. Or if we're talking about like chicken thighs, then what I would say, if you are not buying um, organic free range, um, that sort of thing, no, no antibiotic treatment, then trim with some kitchen scissors the fat off of those chicken thighs and before you cook them. And then pour the fat off of the pan before you eat the chicken. It's a great way to reduce any kind of toxins in that. I will say that um, how I get, because I live on Cape Cod off of Massachusetts. And I will tell you that we do not have uh, the amazing grocery stores and things like that, that we used to have when I lived more on like the mainland, which Cape Cod is still kind of mainland, but uh, everything's a lot more expensive on Cape Cod because you have to go over a bridge to get here. So we always joke that there's like a bridge tax because everything is more expensive. What I personally do is I get my meat and my fish from ButcherBox. And I will put a link 
to that. They used to just have like kind of ready-made packages that you had to buy. Like you're going to get this much chicken, the chicken and this much fish. But now they have a custom box option. So I only get what I want. So I get bacon that they make without sugar and without nitrates. I get really high quality ground beef and ground pork and steak and chicken thighs. And it's very, very, very affordable. Um, And the shipping is free when you get one of their boxes. So I'll put a link to that over in the show notes that you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 724. The other thing about toxins is less about what you eat and more about what you eat off of. Simple rule here, and this is not just about thyroid, this is about overall health, this is about body composition, this is about estrogen and testosterone and everything else. Do your best to not eat or drink out of or off of plastic because the plastic wear has toxins toxins and chemicals that can leach into the food that you're eating. So having glass or stainless steel water bottles instead of plastic or using real utensils instead of plastic utensils, that's just a good shift that we all can make regardless of our goals. Easy peasy, we don't need to get hung up in the details. And then the last thing I'll say about the toxins, and we could go on and on about this, we've done episodes on it before, is um, getting a water filter, you know? And, And anything is better than nothing, so sure, could you spend $1,000 on you know, water filtration for your home? Sure, you could probably spend $5,000 or $10,000. But even if you start out with like a $15 Brita water filter, that is better than nothing, okay? That is absolutely better than nothing. So consider that a, a water filter. I also have one that I use in my shower because it's not just the water we drink, but it's the water that touches our skin. And if you think about it, your skin is your largest organ. When we step into the shower and we step into that heat, what happens to our pores? They open up, right? So then there are, we can have toxic exposure that way. So something to consider. And again, I've done episodes on water and water filtration and all the things to consider before. We won't go into those details here. Your microbiome is a huge, huge part of this. And it's one that often gets overlooked because people think microbiome, digestion, diarrhea, constipation, but it is so much more than that. There is no denying that there is a critical link between your microbiome and your thyroid health. If you do not have the diversity of microbes, of bacteria in your body, or you have too much of the bad bacteria, not enough of the good bacteria in your body, it will impair not only your thyroid, but it will also impair your body composition. It will impair your energy. It will impair your mental state. But specifically when we talk about the thyroid, We often hear about micronutrients that are really important, uh, like selenium and iron and zinc. Fact is that bacterial imbalances in your body impair your thyroid's ability to uptake these nutrients, these micronutrients, selenium and zinc and all of those other things. So one of the things that we can all do, regardless of our goal, if our goal is to be less hungry, if our goal is to burn fat, if our goal is to improve the health of our thyroid or live longer, have more energy, have more brain fog, the same strategy applies to all of those goals. And that is support your darn microbiome. 
a couple of the things we've talked about already help do that. One of the things we can do to support our microbiome is limit toxic exposure. Another one that we can do to support our microbiome is eat lots of vegetables, okay? Those are two big pieces of it. Another piece of it is supplementation because people will say, well, I can, you know, I can get probiotics from whole foods. Very, very true. Absolutely true. Whether we're talking about yogurt or fermented veggies, the challenge is we have no way of knowing what strains of bacteria are in there and no way of knowing how much. Now, sometimes something like yogurt uh, is going to be fortified with a specific strain. So in that case, we do know, but we still don't know how much is live and active when we take it. And we get that kind of... um, visibility when we supplement. So I personally supplement with two different probiotic products. One includes strains that target the brain and mood and focus and energy and attention. And another probiotic that focuses on uh, digestion and metabolism and that sort of thing. But that way I know what strains I'm getting and how much. I also advocate you know, having your having your veggies and minimizing toxins and incorporating fermented foods, but to really know that you're giving your body what it needs in terms of microbial balance, I do think supplementation is a big part of that. And I'll link to what I take over in the show notes that you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 724. So those are a few of the big ones. Another one is no crash dieting, none of the yo-yoing, That is bad for your thyroid. It is bad for your brain. It is bad for your heart. It is bad for your mood. It is bad for insulin. It is bad for everything. No more crash dieting, period. Exercise. Do exercise. Both lifting heavy weights and heavy is relative. No need to ask what heavy is because every one of us will have a different answer. My definition of heavy in pregnancy is very different from my definition of heavy not pregnant. My definition of heavy is very different from my mom's definition of heavy, but not something that you can easily whip out 15 or 20 reps. Lift heavy weights, challenge your body, do some high intensity interval training. And again, high intensity is relative. Your idea of high intensity might be very different of my idea of high intensity. It's based on our ability, based on our training, based on our baseline. Both of those things, again, are going to have this crossover appeal. They're great for the thyroid. They're great for the heart, for the brain, for mood. They're great for body composition. They're great for energy. And you don't have to tackle all of these things at once. But maybe you pick one that you're ready to work on now and you start to make it a habit. Stress management. This is another one that is massive for the thyroid. It's also critical for body composition it helps with mood, it helps with longevity, it helps with menopause, it helps with everything. Stress management could be changing your perspective and not seeing the bad side of everything and not getting your feathers ruffled about everything. Stress management could for you be journaling or it could be meditation. It could be time outside. It could be prayer. So many different ways to approach stress management And there's no right or wrong. It's just what you're going to do, what you're going to do consistently, and what produces results for you. The entire point of this episode 
is for everybody who's like, I need to know what to do for menopause. I need to know what to do for my thyroid. I need to know what to do for X, Y, and Z. The fact is, yes, we could go down a million rabbit holes and talk about all the little things, but there are big rocks that cross over that have an impact no matter what the challenge or the issue or the struggle is, and that is where we need to begin. That is where we have an opportunity for improvement. So maybe you look and you write down vegetables, and you write down sleep, and you write down fats from whole food sources, and you write down heavy weight training, high intensity interval training, and you write down stress management. And you identify like, okay, what what would I rate myself on a scale of one to five? Five being you're amazing, you're crushing it. One being we have nowhere to go but up with vegetables. I would say like I'm giving, giving myself a four on that. But then maybe on stress management, I give myself a two. So maybe I really want to start to work on that daily. Or I feel like, I'm so good with the fats from whole food sources and I regularly have avocado and coconut and salmon and all of these things. I'm going to give myself a five there. Okay, don't worry about that one. But maybe you're not doing anything uh, for stress management or maybe you're not doing anything in terms of heavy weight training, right? So you can start to work there. But these strategies, guys, cross over so many of the different goals and the different areas where people feel overwhelmed and underinformed focus on these big rocks. Minimize processed foods, minimize sugar, eat more vegetables, moderate amounts of protein, limit toxins, get more sleep. All of these things are going to have crossover appeal and you'll watch your body come into balance. Start taking care of your microbiome. Maybe that's some, an area that you haven't touched on, which I hadn't around this time last year. I hadn't done anything. And making those switches changed my life. Maybe you start to upgrade the kind of meat that you're buying and you make slow adjustments. Like I said, for me, it's ButcherBox because it's just easy. It comes to the house once a month. I spend less than I would spend at the grocery store. In large part, that's because of where I live. Um, but it's super high quality. I never have to wonder if it's good enough. I trust their, their quality selection. But identify just one or two areas where you can start to improve and start to make those changes. Overwhelm is a choice. There are simple actions that we can take every day. There's improvement always in making it a habit. And that's where I want you guys to spend your energy today. If you've got any questions about this stuff, head over to the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 724. I'll have some links over there um, to other episodes, to butcher box, to the probiotics that I take, all of that stuff, primalpotential.com forward slash 724. Pick one of these things and make an improvement today. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.